Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. I am Pastor Jack King. I'm your host. And, uh, well, I'm always excited on Sunday mornings to be with you here on WTSM 97.9, your sports monster. We're on Sunday mornings from 7 to 8. We talk about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We just talk about the church and what God is doing in his glorious kingdom. This is show number 951 today. I have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, doctrine, but we do always speak one of one another, and that just seems to have served us very, very well over these years. Now, today, I have an announcement that we're going to give you just a moment here, but I have a guest in the studio that has a common interest with me, and that's Southern Gospel music. And if you've listened to this show at all, you know Pastor King loves Southern Gospel. His name is uh, William Van Cott, and uh he is just a guy that's going to tell us a lot about gospel music. But first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brother King. It's so good to be with you tonight. Now, we just met here just a few days ago. Yes, sir. And, of course, uh, when I meet somebody that has a, a heart for ministry, that means they're supposed to come on the radio show with me. And he was good enough to do so. But go ahead and give them a big announcement. Okay. Well, the announcement is um, I attend Heritage Assembly of God here in Tallahassee. Okay. And on January the 18th, that's on a Saturday at 6 o'clock in the evening, we are going to be having Brian Free and Assurance come and be with us that night for a good night of gospel music, a great concert. Uh, and he is a super, super talented uh, guy, his group. They're just wonderful, wonderful singers and wonderful ministers of the gospel. Now, Brian Free and Assurance has been singing gospel music for what? 20 years, 25, 30 years? Huh? Uh, I believe they are in uh, about the 26th or 27th year right. now. He was with Gold City for many right. years before that. Now, keep in mind here, William, that we're talking on ESPN Radio. Oh, wow. And so you've got some people who they know what we're talking about. There's going to be a lot of people who have no clue. Yes, sir. <laughs> and that's a wonderful thing about it. So, so we're here to educate. Yes, sir. So, uh, Southern gospel music is a, a style of music that's, of course, very common in the South. And, and right. uh, those of us who love it, we love it. Right. <laughs> and then there are some people who just don't have any use for it. That's it. And uh, last Sunday night, uh, William was over at the American Legion. I was over there, and we listened to gospel music that night. There's a whole group of people there who do. Yes. And, uh, and uh, we're very loyal to, <laughs> to our style of music. Yes, sir. But we realize that a lot of people don't. Right. And so you mentioned a group like uh, Gold City or, yes, or Brian Free and Assurance, and they would have no clue who we're talking about here. Right. But when it comes to Southern Gospel music, mm -hmm. Gold City would be way up there. As Very far as, well uh, known. Yeah. Yes, sir. And, their, uh, their ministry started in 1980. And uh, I have a, a video in my little closet over here, my little file cabinet of uh, them. And they talk about when they started. <laughs> and, uh, of course, most of the the guys who sang in the Gold City began had sang in other uh, other groups. Right. They formed this group, and they go over to Bonifay yes, to do the uh, all-night gospel sing. Yes, and, of course, sir. Brother J.G. Whitfield's running this thing. And, yes, and, sir. And he's, he's allowed them to come. But he said, when we, when we showed up over there, we weren't known. He said, we really shouldn't be here. <laughs> right. But it wasn't long. No, sir. It wasn't long. They, they, when they hit the ground, they hit the ground running. They did. They did. Now, one night, they sang out at the Lighthouse Children's Home. Yes, sir. Here, and I, I didn't go to the concert. I wasn't there. But I was at the Whataburger over on Appalachian Parkway. Mm -hmm. And this big bus pulls in. Yes. And they didn't have their name on the side of the bus. But I, it didn't take me long to figure out they were gospel singers. Right. <laughs> and so I went up and asked them. I said, well, who are you? And they said, well, we're Gold City. And... Uh, 
I guess I had heard of them, but I didn't know much about them at the time. And I said, well, where did the name come from? Now, you tell us. Where did the name come from? You know, The name originated from um, the town that the That's quartet right. was formed in, in Dahlonega, Georgia. Dahlonega, Georgia, which was the first yes, sir. gold strike in the United States before Sutter's Mill out in California. Right. It was Dahlonega. Have you right. ever, ever been to Dahlonega? I have. Yeah. I have. I have an aunt that doesn't live too far from there in Dawsonville. Okay. And uh, I've been down the, one of the mines. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, How and, uh, cool. Yeah, it is. It really is cool. And, and of course, back in the, let's see, it's probably been 15 years since we went down that mine, and it wasn't being worked at the time because they said that because they had taken so much gold out of there, that it, it cost them more na- at that point to uh, take the gold out that it was worth. Correct. But, but the market has changed since this, I would right. imagine. But that mine is right below the Walmart. And I'm talking about right below the Walmart. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'll have to check that out yeah. next time I'm yeah, up you there. Go, you could go. You have to pay to get in. That They give you a tour in it. Yes, sir. So anyway, that's Gold City, and that's where they come from. Yes, sir. Uh, oddly enough, Karen Peck is also from uh, Dahlonega, Georgia. Yes, sir. So it's the Perrys. They originated. That I did not know. Yeah, they originated <laughs> out of Dahlonega. Yeah. One of the things you're going to find as you listen to the broadcast, they, and like I said, I've, we and I just got to know each other, yes, sir. Uh, but he knows a lot about Southern Gospel music. So what is your background? My background, uh, I grew up in church, uh, just a, a very small um, Pentecostal church, uh, a little town called Panacea, Florida, okay. and I uh, just grew up singing in the church. Uh, I became the church pianist around 14, okay. and I really always had an aspiration to be a country singer. I remember whenever I was a kid, I was my my dream was to graduate high school, go to Nashville, hit it big, uh, but then, of course, uh, I accepted the Lord as my Savior and felt like that He had other things for me to do, uh-huh. and uh, probably around the age of 15 or 16, um, I really got interested in gospel music i'll have to back up a little bit here um when i was about 11 years old uh, a little group came to my church called the gospel and song trio okay and they were mr billy hudson's nephews oh wow and they were all around my age (laughs) right and so that night i got to know them and my dad and mr billy were longtime friends so that night, uh, Mr. Billy sort of had the idea, well, you know, he plays the piano and sings, so he sort of um, got us playing and singing together. They had a full-time pianist, but he got me involved in it on a couple of the um, programs that he put on throughout the year, and the first one that I ever played on, I was, again, I was about 11 years old, and he had us at the City Auditorium in Thomasville, Georgia. Really? And that night, it was Gold City, the McCamies. The Perkins family and us. Really? Yes, sir. And this was around 1988. So 1987, Gold City released Midnight Cry. Right. 1988, the McCamies released God on the Mountain. So this was the time when those two songs were really big in the charts. Okay. And Gold City and the McCamies, their ministries really took off from those two songs. Those songs were monumental in their careers. And... um, so I remember specifically whenever we got done with our little portion, I had went out to sit with my parents in the auditorium, and Gold City took the stage. And I remember distinctly seeing four men, but I kept hearing a woman somewhere in that mix. Uh-huh. And I remember tapping my mother and said, Mom, where's the woman at? 
<laughs> and she just sort of chuckled and she yeah. said, Well, son, she said, That's not a woman, that's a man uh-huh. he's singing the high part. Right. And that's it was a, Brian Free. Really? Yes. <laughs> and so uh But he can. He can yes, he, can. he he can certainly and he can still hit the high uh-huh. notes. Uh but that was actually my first, I reckon major concert that no, no, I ever no, no, worked. Let me back. I missed something here. What, what you said, I want to make sure I get a clarification. Uh-huh. When you said when you went to Thomasville to sing, it was us. Now, who was us? The Gospel and Song Trio. Gospel and Song Trio. Mm-hmm. So they came to your church. Yes, sir. What did I miss here? They came to your church and you joined them? Well, they came to my church uh, for a Saturday night sing. Right. And again, my dad and Mr. Billy were good friends. Right. So that I, night I, that I sang part. on the program. Okay. And so Mr. Billy got the opportunity to hear me. Well, I not only sang, I also played the piano okay so when mr billy heard me play and sing he talked to me about possibly coming and playing on a few of their dates I see. because okay. all of us were the four of us yeah. were all within a couple of years difference in age so we were all just kids yeah, what i missed here was was the fact that you were going to come sing with them when you I, th- I thought when you said they invited you to come that you're going to be singing by yourself but you oh, actually became no. a part of the group not well, not necessarily a part of the group i just worked select dates with them i see okay mm-hmm. the bible and song gospel and song gospel saying of course that's the name of his radio broadcast yes sir. now i'd say i did this is history i did not know now hmm. again for the espn radio audience educating you billy hudson now we know who he is very, major very well. promoter in, the, in, in the, the country in the big Bend area florida especially he's known throughout this country he's he's actually one of the most well-known promoters is that of right? southern gospel music wow. yes but i mean he mostly does his promotions i mean right here in the, the lighthouse and the in the t- city auditorium and of course he's on the radio what a seven or eight uh, different places. I've got a little thing here somewhere uh, that he's on the on yes, sir. doing his daily broadcast, and he does a Sunday morning yes, sir. gospel music broadcast. I think and he does an afternoon program. I think from like five to five thirty Monday yes, through Friday 90 on uh, Faith Radio mm-hmm. here, and then he's over in the Gulf One Hundred Four. I yeah. think he does on Sunday morning. Sunday morning, right, right. And he he's on the same time I am about a half hour difference. Yes, sir. On Sunday morning here, and I've had him here on the show here before. Awesome. Uh, but okay, so. Billy, Billy was singing with the gospel and song? No, sir. He, he, was, he, he, it was, he was just his, his nephews. His nephews. Okay. Yes, sir. It, they I, were I his see. nephews. And so now you selectively were singing with them from time to time. Yes, sir. And you happened to go to the same time that Gold City was there. Yes, sir. Now, did you get to meet um, Brian Free at that point? I don't remember meeting um, – any of the group, excuse me, any of the groups that night. Um, I was an eleven-year-old kid, so the music okay. nec- so didn't necessarily um, appease to me at that time. When we come off stage, we sat in the auditorium just a few minutes, and then we were outside playing and you know running around the buses and <laughs> and things of that nature. You know, so, um, so the rest of the Bible and song they were uh, they were older than you a little bit. Uh, one of them was the same age as me. Is that right? One of them was a year older than me, and one of them was two years older than me. So they were all just uh, teenagers. Yes, sir. Come, coming to sing gospel music at your church in Panacea. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. But they made evidently made an impression on you. Oh, yeah. They they were great guys. And, and for their age, their harmony was just unbelievable. Huh. Just unbelievable. Now, are they still singing together? By they do not. No. They do okay. not. All right. So, so that that was an experience for you. Oh, it you was. Had an opportunity to hear uh, some big groups, and and they made an impression on you. And didn't even realize at the time who Gold City, who the McCamies were. I mean, I was singing with gospel music royalty and didn't even know it. Uh-huh. You know, to, to me, they were just 
you know, the same as I was, because, because I didn't have any background in it right, at the time. Right. You know, I just sang in church, and that's all I ever knew. Well, that, that's kind of like getting an opportunity to go to the Grand Ole Opry. Oh, yes, to get very to much so. To on a concert stage like that. You know. <laughs> very much uh, so. But the, 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 uh, the fact that uh, Billy Hudson was willing to give you an opportunity, or, yes. or the group, to come up and sing in, in such a setting, and he's done that before. I know it's a great the, honor. The, the Plath family. Yes. The first time they ever sang was on my birthday at the Lighthouse Children's Home, and I was there. Of course, they're not singing together now, but but right. they for a while they were quite the buzz here in the, in the, this part of the of the world. Mr. Billy was always a wonderful man in giving um, up and coming groups an opportunity Absolutely. to have exposure to an audience. Absolutely. And, and we that's need how that. you get your, and that's how you get your ministry started and that's how you build your ministry. Right. You have to have exposure. Right. But that's what we need. Yes. And because uh, you you mentioned this the other night when you were over at the uh, the uh, American Legion, you had an opportunity to just get up on the platform and mention uh, Brian Free coming to your church there. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you were talking about uh, that we're going to lose this if, yes. if something doesn't change because obviously we're realizing that that a lot of people who go to these concerts are like me, not you, <laughs> with gray hair. But I'm getting there. <laughs> okay. Well, you're, you're looking pretty good over there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, I lost the gray hair. I went white several years ago. Yes, sir. But unfortunately, that's you see a lot. Now, now there are some young people coming out. Yes. But, uh, and I'll be honest with you, Brother King. I really believe that the reason that – our young people don't like it as much as uh, they did, say, whenever I was a teenager, is because they've not been exposed to it. I agree. The only thing that they've ever heard is the new, more contemporary style of music and worship. They've never been exposed to a an, an old-fashioned, all-night gospel sing like what used to happen at Bonifay. I mean, that was the highlight of my year as a teenager. You know, I remember saving up money just so that I could, when I got to that sing, uh, back then, just about every group had a little three-tape package you could buy for 10 bucks uh-huh. and i mean i would i would take my tote bag and i would just load really up. <laughs> and, and i remember the excitement and the thrill and the energy that was right. in the air and i'm really sad that our our younger generation now has never experienced that right. well see this is something that i've thought about that i would love to do of course it would take financing to do it is to put together a contest that would that would attract young people to come and sing. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the thing is, I say this: if you like country music, and you really like country music, I'm talking about. Well, country music has changed so much. Yeah, now. that's changed a lot. Too. Yeah, yeah. But if you uh, let's see, how can I qualify this? Because I'm talking about the type of country music that I grew up on. If you like that, you'll like gospel because right. it's the, the the next of kin. But but the country music. I don't really recognize it now. No, it, 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 it doesn't have it's the It's morphed appeal. into something other than what me and you grew up on. Yeah, and I heard an interview, let's see, was it on the radio or on television, just here recently. One of the singers was, was talking about how that it, it has changed and that, that the country music now has pretty much replaced the pop music yes. that was in the 60s and the 70s. Because that has gone, I mean, where is it gone? I, I, I don't ever listen to that because I have no interest in it at all. Right. And so the country music has taken it kind of that that place, which which has moved it from what I grew up on and what I was used to, to something that I don't really recognize. So when I listen to, uh, for instance, I may be listening to a Seminole baseball or basketball game or football game on 100.3, which is uh, the Wolf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the game goes off and the music comes on. 
and I may be listening to a few minutes. It don't take me long to realize that this is just not where I'm at anymore. Right. So, so, but I'm talking about the type of of a gospel or country music. Some of it really wasn't very healthy. <laughs> no, sir. Um, and and there were there was certainly some of it that um, I personally would not listen to simply because, because of, of my conviction and yeah, and, 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 and the, the lyrics. lyrics. Yeah. But I will say this: I think where you're going with what you were just talking about is that we have a generation now in the entertainment industry that you can actually take a mediocre singer, someone that's really not all that great of a singer, but as long as they've got a quote unquote certain look. About them, or if they have a marketability, mm-hmm. they can take them right, in the studio, right. and with electronic devices and tools, they can make them sound like a million bucks. Right. Whereas the George Jones, the Loretta Lynns, the Patsy Kleins, uh, the Lynn Andersons, all of those great ones could of days gone by, could sing. It was raw talent. <laughs> right, right. They right. they could sing. Yeah. And the the awesome thing about it is. When they got old, they could still sing. Right. You know, it, it was just Absolutely. talent. Absolutely. It was talent. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, oddly enough, I, I remember one time I was seeing an interview of Petula Clark. You remember Petula Clark? I this, can't say as I do, no, sir. Really? From the, from the 60s, sir? No, sir. But she, well, she was uh, popular, and, and I can't recall some of her songs right now, but I heard an interview one time when she said that she didn't consider herself to be a really such a good singer, but the musicians yes, around her made her sound good. Well, I thought she sounded good, but right. I'm just repeating what, what she said. Yes, sir. And, and there's a lot of truth to that. Yes, sir. But also, uh, yeah, that's probably true in gospel music as well. <laughs> a good, good musicians and a good sound system can make you sound a lot better than what you really are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing is, the... To be able to be able to, to hold yes. an audience with your music style, yes, that's that's a a, a lot of talent like that. Yes, sir. See, I was listening. To, matter of fact, the, the CD that I gave you that was the uh, my countdown from two weeks ago mm-hmm. on the music show that I do on Saturday night, Saturday night uh, gospel sing ninety four point one. The first song on there is a. Uh, uh, I'm longing for Jesus to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hoppers, yes, the Connie Hopper singing, classy, classy yeah. lady. And I was listening to that, and my wife was in a car who's not a gospel music fan. But I said, I'm amazed at how well that lady can still sing. And I don't know how old Connie is, but she's got to be getting up there. And some, yes. you know, I mean, she's older than I am, probably. And uh, she doesn't sound old at all. She sounds great. <laughs> Well, Brother King, back then, people, um, many, many years ago in the in the rural, especially here in the rural South, um, they would have singing conventions where they would have a singing school teacher that actually would come in, and, and they, they, they were sort of like a circuit rider preacher. They went from town to town, and they would hold these singing conventions where they actually taught people how to sing by the shape notes, the do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do's. And good singing is not, it's partly talent, but it's also partly technique. Uh Um, And so a lot of these older singers, they were taught how to sing when they were younger. Uh, they, they They were always taught, don't ever try to hit a note that you're not comfortable hitting first thing in the morning. Um... I remember that like a good rule to me. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, the late great Glenn Payne. Um, I can't remember uh, who interviewed him, but one of the questions that he was asked was, "How do you still sing as well as you do?" And and 
you're in your 70s. He said, never in my career have I ever tried to hit a note that I knew I couldn't hit comfortably. And honestly, on his deathbed, when he was in the hospital dying, uh, if, if my mind serves me right, they done an interview with him in the hospital from the National Quartet Convention. And he was still just as strong of a singer laying in a bed dying. Probably wow. a stronger singer than some of wow. the younger singers are today. Right now, my ESPN radio audience is asking you, who is Glenn Payne? <laughs> Glenn Payne was the um, he was the leader and the owner of the Cathedral Quartet, and he was good. Oh, he was <laughs> pure class. Yes, just pure yes. class. Yes. Him and George Johns both. Now, if you uh, had ever had an opportunity to go to one of the uh, Gaither um, concerts, where what what uh, Bill Gaither did. He 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 kind of felt like the Southern gospel music was was waning, mm-hmm. and it would be like you had all these different groups that were driving all over the country on their buses and every place, and then sometimes I think there might have even been a little rivalry between between them. Oh, always. Yeah. Bill Gaither bridged all that because yes, he, he started did. bringing them all together. Yes, <laughs> and to sing at these at these conventions, he was here in Tallahassee. I think twice mm-hmm. they came to the Civic Center. And um, packed just, it out. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you talking about a great night, and you had I think that they I think they had the Isaacs here, mm-hmm. and, and you'd have four or five of these these humongous groups that were just known in the Southern gospel music circuits, and exposing it to a whole new generation of yes. people who would come out to see it. And also, he brought back a lot of memories for older people sure, as well absolutely. because yeah. a lot of the groups that he had on there the happy goodman absolutely um jake hess uh-huh. um a lot of those were retired you know and he he actually brought them excuse me out of retirement and sort of gave them uh if you would a second career uh-huh. in gospel music because you know he revived their interest right um but again I, I go back to it's about exposure yes it's about exposure and he he boy did he do that yes I remember out there one night at the at the Civic Center uh, Vesta Vesta Goodman with the good uh, the Goodmans who's, who's she's like the the, the mama yes <laughs> the she's definitely the queen yeah and she she was up on the platform and Howard her husband was down on the floor there and they were singing and found she said come up here I want to talk to you <laughs> never forget that that was yes. that was the cutest thing uh but the, but he, they would have that kind of interaction between the different groups different ones and he had those concerts all over yes. is he still doing them are they uh not not like he did uh because again you know unfortunately southern gospel has has we, we've seen a waning in it uh-huh. in the last several years and now he's got his group the gaither vocal band and he does concerts he's been here at christian heritage church two years in a row tremendous oh yeah tremendous. a lot of a lot of just just a great time and now again you might get the impression that, that we have and i are fans <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you are listening to the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I get to do this every Sunday, or every yeah, every Sunday. <laughs> and remember, I got a Saturday night show and a Sunday show, and um, I have guests every Sunday, just about every Sunday. And uh, a lot of times we talk about gospel music. We talk about other things too. And I've had guests. 
you, you named the ministry. I've probably had them here on the show. Awesome. But uh, I met William, and I said, come and talk. Let's talk, talk gospel music and talk about this big event. So go ahead and tell them again what's happening here. Saturday, January the 18th at 6 o'clock p.m. at Heritage Assembly of God, 298 Crossway Road in Tallahassee. We're having Brian Free and Assurance okay. in concert with us. Uh, no tickets, uh, but a love offering will be received. And so we're hoping that everyone that hears this will take an interest in this great music and come out and be blessed that night. Now, how many people will that auditorium hold? Oh, the, probably 250, 300. So uh, definitely try to get there early. We're going to have the doors open at 5 o'clock. Okay. And uh, we will accommodate as many as we possibly can. And... Um, I promise you, if you come, you will not regret it. Oh, no. I, I, I assure you that. You'll have a great time. Uh, 250 people. Of course, we're announcing it here on the ESPN radio, and then we're announcing it on the 94.1 of the Saturday Night Gospel Sing. I'm hoping we'll get you a crowd there. I, I would <laughs> greatly appreciate that. That would, that would be great. That would be awesome. Yeah, um, see, let's think about gospel music. It, it just speaks truth to these things. And I, I say this a lot of times on my on my music show. I said, it's not just the music. It's the lyrics, too. It's, right. It's, it's what they say. There's there's messages that comes forth out of these songs. And if you listen to it on a constant basis, it'll start to minister to you. And I say this. I said, a lot of times when I wake up in the morning, I've got a song yes, going sir. on in my, in my head. And, yes, and, I, and I'm glad that it was a song that I listened to in gospel music because – some of the music that you might hear in the secular world, it would be lyrics that are good and positive for you. Well, that's the difference between gospel music and secular music. Right. Is that we put our theology to music. There you go. That that we yeah. believe, that that we've been taught by and through the Word of God, we put that theology to words that rhyme, and then we put a tune and a melody to it. Right. And it's... I will not I've always believed that preaching is the number one way to to win the lost. That's according to the word of God. He said, by the foolishness of preaching he chose to save the world. But right behind it is the gospel in song. Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing about it is that when you are you're just you're not even really conscious of what you're doing. You're just kind of lost in thought or whatever. Next thing you know, you have got this song. It's just it's just you're singing it. And you don't even realize you're singing it. And, right. And thank God it's something that's positive and uplifting and and that'll uh, be a blessing to you. Yes. Sir. And a blessing to others. And that's why one reason why I love the music so much. And it's also ballads. A lot of gospel music has ballads. Yes. Um, the this, this song that the Isaac sing, that's on the CD I gave you, Brother William, mm-hmm. of, the, of the show that's going to air this Saturday night. Uh, she's talking about the little boy that brought the fish, and she tells it in a, in a form of a ballad. It's, a, right. it's, it's the most wonderful song. She said, I yes. brought you to Jesus. And well, you get that song in your heart, and it just yes. start it just start ringing through your your mind. That's one of the things I love about Brian Freeman Assurance is that over his career, he's done a lot of ballads. Uh-huh. He's done a lot of um, what I call um, rich, meaty songs. I mean, sometimes they're so. Um, what word am I looking for? They're so full mm-hmm. that you actually have to listen to them two or three times to really. I love songs like that. Yes, yeah. that that makes me think like, okay, wow, that writer, man, he he put that pickup line really? right there, really? and it just and and the way that it brings out the and that's another good thing about 
um, Southern gospel music, in my opinion. Um, again, strictly my opinion. Sure. But I really feel I don't have to hunt for the message right, in right, a Southern gospel right. song. And I'm amazed at the anointing that had yes. to have been on somebody. To some of the songs, when you hear some of the lyrics, mm-hmm. uh, the, my number one song and the, the other CD that I gave you, uh, my countdown on the, on the music show is a, is, um, this talks about it, it's the uh, Booth Brothers. Yes, it's called uh, uh, Walking. Let's see, Walking uh, Faith Keeps Walking. It's the yes. name of the song. And, uh, and it took me a while to, to actually remember the lyrics of it. Right. But it talks about how that that faith is. In other words, faith just keeps walking. But yes. fear, he says, fear is a, is a, you'll see a sky full of lightning. That's right. <laughs> and I said, who came up with these words? Yes, sir. <laughs> You know, that's one talent that I always wanted that God never gave me. Uh, I always wanted to be a songwriter because I just I have so much respect for songwriters. I, I think that that is such a uh, an incredible gift. I mean, it is. and I, I it really think it, it I think it's given to people that God really trusts. Wow! Because um, the potential. I mean, songwriting can go in multiple directions. It doesn't necessarily have to stay in the same direction that God intended it for. Uh-huh. Um, it can go in other directions that would more than likely be a lot more lucrative. Uh-huh. But a good gospel songwriter, you know, God really trusts them. Wow. I never heard that put that way, but it makes a lot of sense. Let me just tell the audience, So then, in just a few minutes, I'm going to give Brother William a chance to tell us a little bit about him and, and your career in music. Yes, but sir. I would just tell you, folks, I am the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry. We're located at 720 Capital Circle Northeast. Our service just started at 11.05 on Sunday mornings, and uh, we'd love to have you come out and visit with us. Bring the family. FRCM.us is the website. Also, this show will be on podcast. We podcast all the talk shows. It will be show number 951. If you want to go back and listen to it, give it about a week to get it on the podcast. It'll be there. And so uh, if you want to share this show with a friend, you can do awesome. that on the podcast. Also, the daily broadcast that I do. On 94.1 at 11 o'clock, it's a five-minute teaching every day. It's also will be on the broadcast, and there's a whole bunch of talk shows there, and there's a whole bunch of the uh, music, uh, not the music shows, but the daily broadcast on podcast. All you got to do is type in Pastor Jack King Tallahassee. It'll come up, and uh, like I said, there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of talk shows there and a lot of the daily broadcast. So you can do that. Also, uh, the Saturday Night Gospel Sing that I do on Saturday nights on 94.1. It's a full hour of Southern Gospel music with a little commentary in between by me. And uh, uh, a lot of folks seem to enjoy it. They tell me they do. It's a full hour of Southern Gospel music. I crank it up. <laughs> I remember yes. Brother William with our first show, which, believe it or not, has been almost five years I've been doing that show. Wow. And uh, the, I was listening to a 94.1, which does more of a contemporary style yes, of music. And I'm driving down Capitol Circle, uh, waiting for the show to come on, and I'm listening to that nice, soft music that was playing. I said, I'm fixing to disturb the peace here. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and the first song that I played on, on that show, and I told Brother Doug Apple of 94.1, if you ever hear that song again, you'll know I'm done. Because I've never played it since. Is, is uh, John Saul by Gold City? Oh which, yes, which is my favorite. <laughs> and I said, and that's how I started off. Is I'm I'm disturbing the peace. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but it's amazing how quickly that five years has gone by. Oh yeah. Because I have such a good time doing the show. And I told my wife the other night. I said, you know, I could just 
record these shows and just play them in my car and don't even put them on the radio. Yes, sir. <laughs> just just me, and I and I'd have a ball, save me a lot of money. Yes, sir. But, but uh, I like to share. Yes, sir. <laughs> and you know what? This is um, this is a great opportunity for ministry as well. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. Because uh, just like we were talking before, these songs are the gospel message put to music. Yeah. So you never know what one of these broadcasts is doing for a soul that's destitute, lost, and looking for hope and looking for redemption. You never know what one no. of these is going to do. That's the power of radio. And that's yes, one sir. of the reasons why I love it so much. Yes, sir. Because <laughs> you just never know. Never know. And I know for myself, there have been many, many times when I've been in my car listening to radio. And yeah. not only the music shows, uh, I like to listen to the political shows. I listen to the sports shows. Uh, radio's that type of a, of a median. It's very personal. Yes, sir. Most of the time, you're you're in the car with the people. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I have some friends of mine from over the Panama City Way, uh, the Gann Brothers. Sure. They um, they've been singing for many many years, mm-hmm. and uh, one of their um, songs that they released to radio several years back that done very well for them in the charts. But the title of the song was "I Met Jesus on the Radio," and um, oh, really, yes, sir. I believe uh, Calvin Gann wrote that, uh-huh. and it was about the ministry of. Gospel music I'll radio. Have to get that song. I, I've got several other CDs over here, but I've never heard that one. I, I like uh, it's real to Mama and me. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> Kyle Petty wrote. Oh, and Kyle's I, a wonderful yeah, friend of mine. Yeah, great guy. Well, oh, he's been on the show here with me a couple of times. Been trying to get him back, but he's pastoring now, and it's kind of hard to track him down. But well, he's not only pastoring, but I believe uh, he's also fisting to run for school superintendent for Liber- Liberty Is County. Is that right? Because I knew he was on the board. Yes, sir. He's been on the board for many years. <laughs> But yeah, he's uh, he's a busy, yeah, busy man. Yeah, well, he's a great guy, and I used to enjoy him being on the show with me. Mm-hmm. And, and but that it's real to mom and me. But that's a ballad. Yes, but it's a great song. And, and I, I've said many times, I said when well, that little girl. If you ever get a chance to hear the song, it's, it's real to Mama and me. When that little girl got done with that man, I thought he just kind of slithered off. Yes, sir. <laughs> After that, she cleaned his clock. Yes, sir. Yes, but sir. But again, that's that's a ballad. That's now, right, Brother William. Yes, sir. You you brought us up. You were a teenager. Mm-hmm. You go over to Thomasville to sing on the big stage there with a Brother Billy Hudson and Gold City, and who else was there that night? Uh, the McCamies and McCam- the Perkins family. My goodness. And then you you sit out in the audience and you enjoyed it. And then uh, what happened after that? Well, a few years went by. Um, Like I said, I was about 16 when I really, really got, um, I took an interest in gospel music. A friend of mine that I went to school with, she had a video of Gold City. And uh, she lent it to me. And I wore that video completely out. I mean, it was just, I watched it over and over and over again. And um, Brian Free instantly became my idol. Uh, is that the one where where the he put Tim Riley's uh, uh, <laughs> wig on the on the lamp post? No, sir, no. that's not the one. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Yes, he sir. said he put it on there. It caught on fire. <laughs> yes, sir. No, that that's not the one. Okay. Um, but this one was made uh, again right after Midnight Cry. Okay, was released and. Um, it, I, I believe it was made at uh, Heritage City, USA, Jim Baker's old place up in the Carolinas. Yeah. I believe that's where it was filmed. Um, but just fell in love with it. And um, so me and some friends of mine, um, we had a little group for probably about a year and a half. Um, we we all had big dreams and aspirations. Yeah. Um, not a lot of those dreams were reality in the gospel music world. But um 
we we had a uh, a little group uh, for about a year and a half, and then um, what were you called? Uh, Seekers of the Cross. Seekers of the Cross. That's a yes, good sir. name. Um, so um, went our separate ways, and I wound up probably the first group I ever traveled with outside of this area. Uh, was a little group called it was a family group called the Andersons out of Valdosta, Georgia. Okay. So I'd done that for about six months and um, the travel was just too great. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, I didn't didn't last there very long. But the um, the first professional group that I ever traveled with was a quartet out of Monticello called the Florida Melody Boys. Monticello here? Uh-huh. Really? Yes, sir. And um, I traveled with them for about a year, around 96, 97. Uh, and we started working for Brother Bill Bailey. He's a he's probably the biggest gospel music promoter now. Uh, but he's been promoting for years. Uh, he had invited us to come sing at his church. And he literally put us before the people. Uh, he put us on major concerts really? all over the Southeast and really gave us a lot of great exposure and great opportunity. Um, so I left I left that quartet, I believe, in January of 97. Um, in September of 96, we went to the quartet convention for the first time. Um, and for me, that was just like dying and going to heaven. I mean, <laughs> I was just... I was just mesmerized. Um, every everything I thought it was and more. You know, it, it was just it was incredible. Um, and then in um, so I done some solo work after I left them. And in 1998, that group went on to win the Horizon Group of the Year for the Singing News Fan Awards. Really? Yes, sir. And so uh, a couple more years went by, and uh, I got back in contact with them. They had called me. Um, they had a their tenor singer had um, pretty much just up and quit on them with no resignation. They had concerts coming up, and here's the interesting thing: how that happened was I went to a Brian Free and Assurance concert <laughs> in Monticello at the Opera House, and Brian had just formed Assurance again when when he first started Assurance. I think it was around ninety three, ninety four, and then he went solo for about two or three years. Okay. And in uh, on December thirty first of nineteen ninety nine, going into two thousand, he formed the quartet again. So that was one of the first dates that he uh, worked that year. And so uh, ran into our bass singer there, of course, you know, because he was a big Brian Free Assurance fan as well. And uh, he said, "Well, let me give you a copy of our latest CD. Take it home. Tell me what you think of it." So I took the CD, and literally, I'm 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 not joking when I say. The next week, he called me. He said, man, he said, my tenor singer's just up and quit on me. Um, I need somebody to go with me. We're working some pretty big dates this weekend. Is there any way you can step in and help us out? I said, yeah, sure, no problem. So I hopped back on the Florida Melody Boy bus and stayed there until we retired the group. Uh, How long? Uh, Probably about another year and a half. We retired the group around August of uh, 2002. Now, you mentioned the travel. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I say this all the time uh, on the music show and this show. People don't always appreciate the difficult life that these, oh. these people who sing and travel. It is. And you think about it. If you've got a house, who's who's taking care of the house while That's you're right. gone? And, uh, or, or a family. Or a family or whatever it is. I mean, you, who, who cuts the grass and all this kind of stuff? You're gone all the time. Well, here's the thing, Brother Jack. When I – my first uh, – 
tour with that group. Uh, I stayed, like I said, for about a year. And I come off the road simply because I was physically just drained because we were traveling 200 dates a year. That's a full-time schedule. We were gone Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, every single weekend. Wow. And we still, all of us, worked 40-hour-a-week jobs. Is that right? Yes, sir. And so it, the the touring just got to be so, so much. And, I would um, imagine. Yeah. I, just, I just can't hardly imagine the life like that. What do you do on that bus, all those? All those? <laughs> well, um, a lot of cutting up, a lot of joking, <laughs> uh, a lot of sleeping. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you, you learn on the road. You get rest when you can. Yeah. Right. Um, we uh, we but, had a t- but, of course we had a TV and all that so yeah. we would watch movies and but, you know. but do you really rest? I mean, sometimes yeah. you do. Uh, I don't, I don't think you probably rest as good as you do in your own home and in your own bed. But I mean, now the the bus that we had it was a 1960 4104 GMC. Okay. So you know it, it wasn't the big nice ones that <laughs> that the other groups had. You know we started out just like they did with with. The, on, on the bottom but that old bus i tell you it was a good bus it, it it got us from point a to point b very safely um but after i um finished up with them uh several years later uh probably about five years later i reckon i was contacted by the bible tones out of mississippi okay and uh, I toured with them for about four years. They th- that's been my longest stint with any group right. has been with them. And we had a real nice forty-five foot Silver Eagle. I mean, it was anybody knows me knows that I'm a bus nut. Silver Eagles, you know. That, <laughs> if, they you, were, if you've been on one as long as you have, you would, you would become one because you yes, want to make so, sure that you get where, <laughs> where you've got to go. That's right. So we had a we had a really nice tour coach, uh-huh. and uh, and even before we left, uh, we got a Prevo. And okay. so I, I've had the opportunity to travel in um, the best and the worst of vehicles. But now, did you have a good bus story to tell us? A good bus? Oh, do I? Yes. I mean, how many do you want? Oh, we love hearing good bus stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, probably one, uh, and if any of my friends that were there are listening to this, they'll probably laugh at this. But I remember one time our um, our old 4104 GMC, we were getting ready to leave out and um it slung more oil than it ever kept, um, and I remember the oil. And you got to understand, I'm not a mechanically minded person. I, you know, God gave me one talent, one talent right. only. That was music, mechanics. But what you what, got yeah. oil slinging it where you know yeah. that's not good. <laughs> so um, I remember we were getting ready to leave, and where we parked the bus at, there was a lot of grass right there. It was in an open field, and um, I remember that there was oil dripping down and somehow that oil ignited oh no and of course i'm thinking fire fuel this thing is fisting to blow like an right. atomic bomb so i just take off running i mean i just i am running <laughs> as fast as my little short legs will carry me and then they said well what are you running for i said the thing's fisting to blow up he said no it's not he said, it's diesel. It doesn't explode like gas. <laughs> so they all got a good laugh out of me um, running from that little fire. Of course, they put it out, and we, we got on the bus and, and no, no done our weekend right. tour, come back just fine. Um, you know, so um, another funny story I can tell you about that old bus. The, the year that we went to the Quartet Convention, 1996, 
um, the Sunday night before quartet convention started, Monday morning, we were singing in Kentucky. And where uh, the church that we were singing at, the driveway up to the church, it set up on a hill. And the driveway was so narrow and steep, we could not get the bus up to the church where the church was. So we basically had to park probably... If I had, if if my mind serves me right, probably 25, 30 feet at the bottom of a hill that led up to the church, and where the bus sat was on an incline. Oh, so of course we had to haul all of that sound equipment, all of our merchandise up that hill. It was just was not the most pleasant night to <laughs> sing that night. So we wrapped up the concert and. Uh, as as it normally went, um, some of the guys would go onto the bus, get changed, so they could start uh, tearing down equipment, and some of us went to the record table to man the record table. Okay. So our drummer come running back in the church, and he asked our bass singer, he said, um, where did you park the bus? <laughs> no. He said, right down there at the, the bottom of the hill. He said, the bus is not there. <laughs> no. He said, man, and, and the, the look on our face is like, yeah, right, you know, because we, we were big cut-ups. Yeah. And he said, man, he said, don't mess with me like that. He said, the bus is there. He said, no, I'm not kidding. The bus is not there. It's pitch black. There's not a star in the sky. There's no <laughs> light anywhere. And I remember in specific this particular night, for whatever reason, we decided to turn the generator off. We normally left it running, but we turned the generator off, so all the lights inside the coach were not on either. So <laughs> it's pitch black. All of us just, you know, bolt out of the church, run down, because, you know, we're thinking, dear God, somebody stole our bus. Right. So um, now keep in mind, this is 1996. The bus is a 1960. Okay. Do the math. It's old. <laughs> right. So we get down to the bottom of the hill. We just we're like, where is the bus? Where's and somebody, very faintly, just said, I think that's it. Way down there, the bus had rolled about a quarter of a mile. Oh my goodness! Down an incline, it was actually headed toward a brand new subdivision that they were getting ready to. I think they had actually already started building some of the homes in it, but the bus had hit a curb and went up on the curb and was sitting at probably a 45-degree <laughs> oh, angle, no. uh, tore the muffler off of the um, generator. When we got inside the bus, it looked like somebody had ramsacked it from front to back. All of our clothes, everything was just a <laughs> shambles. And uh, what happened that night was those old buses, you know, when the air left, let down on the brakes, the brakes wouldn't hold it. Uh -huh. And it did have a pull lever that you okay. could pull and, you know, lock the bus down. But the one night that the driver forgot to put the brake on. Oh, no. So, um, you know, th th <laughs> those are two of the, the, the more familiar stories. But it wasn't in a place that you couldn't get it out. It took us a while to did get it, it off. It? Uh, <laughs> it, you know, we cranked it up. And, and like I said, the, at the angle that it was sitting, I'm, I'm just surprised that it did not tip. And, and the thing about it, it could have been a whole lot worse. Yes, it so, could have. So even though everything We were was, very blessed. But it was a mess. You said, well, it could have been, been worse. Let's just clean it up. Yes, sir. And fortunately, nobody was hurt. That's right. <laughs> but Thank that's, God. It, that's and, a good bus story. I like yes, that. Yes, sir. Uh, God was sure merciful yeah. to us. I always did, whenever I have one of the groups are in here on the show, I said, "Give me a good bus story because there's yes, a sir. lot of good ones out there." Yes, sir. <laughs> and, uh, but fortunately, my last bus experience was nothing but pleasant. We we never had we never had any scares whatsoever. Um, so um, 
You know, the, I, I think every gospel musician has a best story somewhere to tell. <laughs> those, those are a couple of mine. Evidently, because I've, I've, I've heard a lot of them yes, over the years. And I said, just tell me a good story. But well, I, here's, here's something I think that every gospel music singer that has had a bus will. I had a bus at one time. And uh, I think everybody will tell you this, that sometimes you feel like God gave you the ministry and the devil gave you the bus. <laughs> yeah, because so. I talked to uh, the Pontius family. Mm-hmm. They don't use a bus anymore. He said, but down that road. Yes, sir. <laughs> and they, they said, we'll, we'll, we'll get hotel rooms. Yes, and then, sir. And then I talked to uh, the uh, uh, who am I? Chuck Wacken gang. Yes, sir. Okay. And they told me, they said, hey, we, we sleep at Walmart. <laughs> yes, sir. You know? And they said they go to Walmart after a concert, and they all go in the Walmart, and they all got their little different things they want to buy, and they come right. and put it in the microwave, they have their supper, and they go to bed. That's a lot what Brian and them do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They park in, they, they stay in Walmart parking lots yeah. most of the time. And, and of course, the thing about it is that you've got everything in the bus. That's I mean, right. You're equipped. You've got bathrooms there. You've got beds. You go, you go to bed, and you move on. Because yep. I would imagine when you lay out a concert I mean, or, or tour, you're thinking, okay, either we're going to go the farthest distance and work our way back, or we're going to work our way there, so the, so so that you don't drive to Florida one night and then you're going to be in Texas the next night. You're, That's logistically impossible. Yeah, so you you you're working this out to where you're not necessarily having to be on the road all the time. You know, right? Okay, tomorrow night I'm going to be in Valdosta. I'm here in Tallahassee. Okay, correct. So now I can park the bus someplace and get some rest. Right. And uh, but then again, you say, oh, "Wow, I wish I could go home for a few hours." Right. <laughs> but you can't do that. So. Well, I remember vaguely one night um, we when I was with the Florida Melody Boys, we were singing in Folkston, Georgia, which I believe is uh, just right below Savannah. And the next morning, we had to be in Mississippi. Oh wow! So that was an all-night oh, drive, yeah. and we were just we you know we we were just worn out. Yeah. But, but you, but when the when the lights come, but on, we love it. <laughs> when the lights come on, you're on. Yes, sir. Uh, um, Karen, Mike, and Karen petition. They have a group called uh, Last Generation. Uh, we they were right by us at the quartet convention. But he says to me, he says if, if ever if if it was all about just being on the platform, yes, sir. Everybody'd want to do this, yes, sir. But he said it's it's much more than that. It is, and, and all the things that you deal with. The travel, keeping that bus running. He used to have an old one. Yes, I've been on that bus. <laughs> okay, he's got a newer one now. But but that, many times he came here. To Are sing they still the, singing? Yeah, last I knew. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. I haven't I haven't seen or thought about. Well, you know, they're years. from Pennsylvania. Yes, sir. And so they 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 get to call for Florida for some reason. <laughs> yes, sir. Year about this time. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that old bus he had. I mean, he he told me lots of stories. He had lots of issues with that bus. But then again, it's it's your house. That's right. So you 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 can pay for a hotel room every night, That's or right. you can take your house <laughs> with you. Well, a bus is what we call a necessary evil. If you if you're going to travel any extens- extensively, it's a necessary evil. William, tell them again about the concert coming up. Saturday, January the 18th at 6 o'clock p.m., Heritage Assembly of God, 298 Crossway Road. We're having Brian Free and Assurance in concert. Uh, No admission charge, but a love offering will be received for their ministry. And you know what? We didn't play that last song. You didn't? Nope, and it's too late now. It's too late now. (laughs) Well, you know what, brother? That'll give them an even more uh, better reason to come out out and see them in person. Here live, they're at the Heritage Assembly of God, 18th, 6 o'clock. And then if you don't know where that's at, you either go down Woodville Highway or Crawfordville Highway. Correct. If you're going going out of town on Crawfordville Highway, take a left on Crossway Road. If you're going down 
Woodville Highway going out of town, take a right, and it's mm-hmm. right in the middle. That's right, right in the middle there. You can't. And also, uh, if you need any more information, uh, feel free to call me. My number is eight five zero five five six three three seven zero, or you can also call the church at eight five zero six five six one seven five five. And he told us earlier on, it's a free concert. Yes, sir. But do come with some money to buy some materials. Yes, sir. And also give an offering. Yes, sir. So they will be receiving an offering for Brother Free and his group. And um, and they'll, they'll have some nice CDs and stuff for you to buy. Oh, there, yes. And things like that. Yes. Okay. Well, Brother Webb, it's been fun. Thank you, Brother. <laughs> I, I, Brother King, I just cannot tell you how much I've enjoyed yeah, this. This, this is, is a first time for me. Yeah, and we're going to have you back again. We'll talk gospel music. Awesome. Sounds great, <laughs> it's, brother. it's a subject that I'm, I'm always up for. Me too, Brother. And, and you know so much more about it than I do. To me, I just know what it sounds good to me, and that's what I say on the music show. That's, I play music that I like. Yes, sir. And I, I'm hoping that other people like it too. Yes, sir. We always close the broadcast out with prayer. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to share the message of the gospel over the radio. Father God, I pray for Brother William. I pray over this concert. I pray, God, for your kingdom. And Lord, we pray that your spirit will reveal the word of God. And Father, we give you glory and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.